Mr. Finley. Hey, good morning, sir. Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's great to see you, pal. Yeah, yeah. It's been too long. Hey, it's good to see you, pal. Hey. I yeah. don't know. What, I think that's Cleveland. I think I was doing a Cleveland accent right there. That's a Cleveland accent? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, have you Cleveland. been to Cleveland, Tom? Actually, I have, yeah. What's it like? Uh, no, it's okay. It's like... Uh, oh, you're going to stop doing it now? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> now you're, making, you're making me think, you Jack. <laughs> Sorry. What, what were you in Cleveland for? I was in there for a uh, for a conference for hydrocephalus. My uh, the company I worked for was the Hydrocephalus Association, a nonprofit. Mm. We went out there for uh, we had a conference at the, the, mm. for a week out there. They have a major medical center like right in the middle of town. Mm. Know, you're nodding off there. I That's didn't good. expect this answer to be that boring. It's pretty fucking boring. We'll think to the Rock and Roll it, Hall of Fame. Well, okay, so there it is. I didn't actually have time to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we yep. did. Uh, we had our like sort of thank you to the staff dinner party thing with. Uh, at the um, at the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown, there they like apparently there's there's like the Hard Rock Cafe, and then there's like the area where people who uh, like you know bring their own champagne go and hang out. What? There's like a whole nother there's like a whole nother club that's attached attached to the Hard, to the Hard Rock, Rock Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, Is that the original Hard Rock? I don't think it's the original, but but this this one definitely has it, which makes me suspect that all of them probably have this thing. And it was just is weird, like sort of this weird. It was like done up in like Aladdin pimp seventy, you know, nineteen seventy seven Aladdin pimp. Yeah, you know, I lived in Queens. I remember um, there was a, uh, a, a that whole area of town. Astoria had a lot of like Persian nightclubs that were like the kind of like the <laughs> it could have just been at the time the ambiance of the built, Olive yeah. Garden essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever, you know, the Huey Lewis song. Um, you know, the heart of rock and roll still beating. Mm-hmm. I always thought it, it said, and for what I can tell, it's in Cleveland. That's how I, I heard the lyrics for oh. the longest time. Is it? No. Do you know? No, it's not that. It has nothing okay, to do with right. Cleveland. Because yeah, he mentions be a bunch of cities in that song. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. It was a good period of time when I was Huey Lewis. You know, I, I remember when I, he became kind of a joke, but I, I that was one of the first albums I ever got. Uh, it actually gifted to me. My parents found that, that, that <laughs> Huey Lewis and ZZ Top were kind of safe album covers. ZZ Top? Well, it was the list. I gave him a list of great albums I wanted for my birthday, you know, Maiden and all these albums. And wow. they, they obviously saw the list and was like, well, we'll go with this. The least uh, demonic cover. Yeah, essentially. So that was that was a period of time. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade. And I'm sure I've told the story on some episode before, but it seems apropos today. All right. I apropos. was really, really into reading Mario Puzo's The Godfather. Yeah, I think you have actually had this conversation before. I have yeah. on this podcast i know i have but it's just it, now i finally it makes sense to have it and i'll just i'll just i'll just do the short because version. robert ludlum never made it didn't have so many good movies and uh i did see the movie first but but reading that book by the mm-hmm. way is um what uh fucking what's his name um francis ford coppola i think accurately identifies the book as actually not so good oh, yeah. um although i loved it and and the thing is if you're a fan of the godfather reading the book as I was obsessively doing that year in 1983 as a mm-hmm. 12-year-old, um, is you get all these little details that that um, Coppola cut out of the movie, but which are, you know, as long as you're reading a schlocky novel, it's it's pretty good. You know, the, the main one being the... The cavernous the, vagina. Cavernous yes. vagina of, of <laughs> I think her name is Lucy, right? The lover of, of Sonny. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has all kinds of things. And, and then other things, like, I'm not sure why he cut them out. Like, um, the um, concierge, uh, 
consigliere, right? The 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 uh, uh, the lawyer. This Tom Hagen. Consigliere. Consigliere. Tom Hagen, as uh-huh. as played by uh, um, Robert, Robert Duvall. Um, but but it's the old consigliere. 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 Okay. And that's I forget his name, but but um, oh was, yeah, it was the yeah. one from from Sicily who'd co- who'd come over from with um, with Don Vito Corleone, and so there's a whole scene where they leave the wedding in the the novel, and they go and he's dying, mm-hmm. and he's 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 asking Godfather, please keep Satan from me, and, right? And and Vito has to tell him that he it's oh, he's fuck. powerless. Fuck Jack. Yeah. Also, I think Vito. Now I'm probably making this up, but he would have said like, "Even the devil has his his job. It's not my <laughs> my place to interfere with a man's business." Um, but Even you know, then he was kind of a tool. Yeah, I mean, there were all kinds of things that I given. It's interesting about the Godfather. Just to start off this way, I probably should 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 ramp up to it. Is is the movie obviously is amazing. It's ranked number one or number two in all kinds of like best 100 lists. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not in a, I, I don't disagree at the heart of it. I think it's a fucking brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, some of the decisions that Coppola made were schlocky too. I, I kind of want to start from a different position, which is to say it's very well, obvious to talk about how amazing <laughs> the Godfather. Well, just out of interest, because uh-huh. it's like, it's like I could easily talk for, for half an hour or whatever about just how great The Godfather is as a movie, because it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, it's almost like, you know, I've probably seen the movie, I'm going to say at least 30 times at this point. Sure, sure. And uh, something about it, it, it ages well, but there are little moments you notice that are like, like you and I were talking about it, because you and I took a man's trip recently up to Sonora, California. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm pronouncing it Sonora. Sonora. We got a little Airbnb, Airstream trailer, and mm-hmm. like a couple of nerds. We just sort of walked around town, looked at like the gold country, and then went back and watched The Godfather on <laughs> Netflix or whatever time, we watched man. it on. What do you, 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 you Fucking brilliant. What are you yeah. mocking? We what are you doing? poorly and watched The Godfather. And you and I were noticing, for instance, one thing about The Godfather is that whole exposition scene between Michael and Kay at the wedding, where it's like, what is this, Michael? Well, let me tell you the history. No, I don't understand. Explain this, Michael. Well, let me tell you the history. Some, there are moments of like, like that, that in The Godfather were, because I think Coppola had to go in and do so much sort of trimming, mm-hmm. when he went back to sort of paste areas together, it's a little rough. Well, it is a little. I mean, the the, the truth is, is every uh, I think every movie has that moment where they have to drop exposition of some kind, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I guess, in in honesty, I couldn't. I mean, it's probably the best way to do it in that situation, which is have a wedding guest who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. A wedding guest who's your girlfriend and has been your girlfriend for a while. Telling top secret mafia secrets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a little silly. But here's the part. Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up after this. Here's the part where it doesn't fit. Later on. He's all about, um, I'm not, you know, who's being na- he's being naive now, Kay, and don't ever ask me about my business. So it's like, wait, there's no transition in their conversation. No. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a, okay, so there's that part there. But I, I would say this relative to the po- the point you kind of started on, yeah, uh, which is, yeah, it's a schlocky novel. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not a great novel at all. I, I would say it's very middle of the road, and this is like. I have a hard time disagreeing with this movie as being one of the greatest movies of all time. And right. I think you can spot the difference in the, the things that he did take out, which by and large uh, were, is what made it a, an inept novel. 
not a great novel. The things he took out. Yeah, the stuff that he took out. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to have to give a shit about Johnny Fontaine's goddamn Vegas. I fucking career. love the whole backstory in the novel about Johnny maybe, Fontaine. Maybe, that, maybe that's what we need to do. But we make, we make the movie that's Johnny Fontaine's backstory. We do all the back, <laughs> we do all the B sides well, of, of God of the Godfather. Part book. of it might be going back to being, which I never completed that story, which I told again, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. But part of it is being in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I remember reading the whole thing because Johnny Fontaine's in Hollywood. They give. They give a lot more play to him being in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this, this is a very specific thing, but it's like Johnny Fontaine had a move and the move was that he would take his, his pointer finger and slowly move it up uh, 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 actresses like Ava Gardner or whatever, her skirt till he touched her vagina. That seemed like news to me. Wait a minute. Wait, Creep up to the vagina with your hand. Okay. <laughs> That's Johnny Fontaine's move. <laughs> but I mean, of course, it's, yeah, I guess it is now that I'm thinking about it. Like, that's no special move, Johnny yeah, Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. It, it's it, called it, being afraid of a rape on charge. It appealed to me. Yeah, anyway, so the, so the condensed story is that uh, I read this book so obsessively mm-hmm. that I started my own you started little, out like a fan club. No, I started my gang. Where we ripped off so much worse. Yeah, I started my own little family. Of course, I didn't tell all my friends that that's what I was doing because I knew that even then it would be too dorky. But mm-hmm. I wanted to um, make a little money, and so we ripped off um, pornographic magazines and liquor from like Seven Elevens. Right. So resold them at school for outrageous markup. Oh, of course, like right. a three dollar Hui magazine would be like fifteen bucks. We sold that's French for yes. We sold shots of of one fifty one in the janitor's closet because <laughs> Danny the janitor was way too lazy. He never. Went there. Why, why, why are all our seventh graders blind? How did <laughs> yeah. that happen? And then I got I got busted for it, and I got ex, uh, expelled from school or whatever, discharged for a couple of weeks. And uh, did you name names? Joseph? Kicked off the football team. I did not name names. And um, and uh, 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 anyway, so that's that. So that was my. Oh, and then also I came back to school and I was still reading The Godfather for like the 15th time. And Miss mm-hmm. Jansen, our horrible English teacher, took it from me, put it in the June drawer. Remember like the June drawer? Uh, like the, the, the contraband? Right. And because it was quote unquote pornography. Well, it did teach you to, 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 to slowly wind your way up to a woman's uh, labia. And to avoid cavernous vaginas. Anyway, wow. so that was that's how Unless far back sunny, yeah. the influence of the Godfather goes. I mean, you, of get course, your, you get your penis and balls all together in there at the same time. Yeah, you might want to. I can now. Smush, smush. So, uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, it had that, we both have that history of like great Sunday afternoons with um, Ritz crackers, cheese whiz, and Olympia beer oh, at your dad's house. Whiz. Let's get it yeah. right. Watching the Godfather, mm. so yeah, I mean, it, it's it just has a, a place in my heart. But it, it, so it's like, yeah, I'm not just trying to be a weirdo, but it's like I think I've I've lived long enough to 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 sort of get a little distance from that old place in my heart to just sort of say, before we talk about how brilliant this movie is, because it is, it's worth noting that there are some clunky moments that people don't talk about. Okay, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and and also I think you know the instinct is correct, absolutely. To um, once you know if you're overly comfortable with a movie yeah. that you watch too many times, that you you don't even, like you don't even have opinions anymore at that point. You yeah, know, really, you just it, it, it's a, it's a gray blur of a wonderful thing over here, yeah. as much as anything, and you have to go back and reexamine it just to get opinions about it first off, and then as you say, to maybe uh, maybe yeah maybe your rose colored glasses needed a little bit of shine in there. Yeah, because it's not the thing is it's it's and I it's, think this is a 
a movie that can survive that kind of scrutiny. For it's sure. so well done. Yeah. Like for instance, I think another movie that's probably might crack the top ten for for each of us. I'm not. Freddie sure got if, fingered. I know. It's Freddie fingered. Is the Petrified Forest right? Oh yeah. But yeah. it's God, we, that's we not... love the Petrified Forest. But the the first time we saw it, even as kids, you could see like all the cracks. Like oh boy, this has got some things you have to like overlook to get yeah, how good yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and and the last time I saw it too, I was like, ooh man, this there's a lot wrong with this movie. <laughs> well, there's a lot more. Really wrong with the two, but it's well, like there is that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there yeah. That. All right. So, the, so, um, <coughs> so hey, we're talking about the Godfather today. <laughs> the old Godfather. Oh yeah, old Vito Corleone. Well, this is you know what's really this is a movie. Um, it, it's again, this is also one of those movies I tend to judge other people on. To be honest, if I go like, oh, if they yeah. go like, oh, I've never seen the Godfather. I'm like, yeah, what? The, what this might be something you you need to you oh, need to much step worse it up. than that is I've seen it and didn't care for it. Oh, or I didn't watch that. all of it. But I but I once for I once made a friend of mine watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally I sat him down. I put a gun to his head. I made him watch. I made him watch a movie he couldn't refuse. An African refuse. Yeah, yeah he couldn't refuse. Either your eyes or your brains will be on that TV screen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, turned out he loved it and he po- and, and because he, as an adult, saw it, he pointed out something to me, which I guess I had never really appreciated, which is, it's not a movie about the mob. No. It's a movie about a family. Of course. It's all about family. And I guess I had, I knew that, but I hadn't really appreciated the depth to which that is definitely true. It's so much a movie about family and not about the mob that the um, outcast mafia characters are those families, Botsini and Tatalia, right. that pimp, mm-hmm. um, who, who you, you get to feel the way that... that Coppola and perhaps Puzo characterizes them is that they are the ones who don't understand that it's a family. Yeah, they're they're running it like a purely a business, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and Vito, who famously you know it's only business, it's only business, also is running it like a family though. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Actually, it's uh, it's that fucking um, uh, the Turk, Turk, the Turk, Salazzo, Salazzo, who's who's the one who who's really now that I think about it, who's it's only business, it's only business, right? And it's um, well, Tom Hagen too, right? Yeah, but he's not part. That's that's no mistake. Right. He's the he's the adopted son. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Even though he says, and "I'm as much a son as you are, Sonny." <laughs> yeah, and, and as a consigliere, but but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's interesting. So it is about a family, and and I um, see now. I want to jump to Godfather too, but zip, mum is the word. Zip, Rita Hayworth. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, so uh, where, where do you, where do you begin? Okay, what are the flaws? What are the what are the? Flaws? I mean, you're right. Okay, yeah, explaining about your top secret mafia family to a woman you're just barely dating at a wedding is crazy. Yeah, that's a bit of a flaw. Yeah. Um, I would say. Um, I think the Fontaine stuff, I, I mean, as iconic as that fucking 12 minutes of Tom Hagen visiting Hollywood, mm-hmm. I think that was too, it was cut it was too short. It was given to short shrift. Because even, okay. so when Wolf, okay, okay, Wolf invites him, first he says, my kraut, my friend, or whatever it is, my yeah. greasy, and, and Tom Hagen leaves, Wolf finds out who he is and re-invites him, Tom, why didn't you tell me? But then there's a turnaround again, and it's like, that. It, it's a really violent turnaround. It's which a, tells yeah, you, that you get whiplash crazy. in that thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting here here's here's a good indication of of some of the weaknesses of The Godfather mm-hmm. is in like 1980 or something like that, uh, probably earlier than that. The networks decided they would show Godfather One and Godfather Two. 
And of course they would have to cut stuff out, especially back then. Oh, especially number two. That's a long movie. No, no, that's not why. It's not the length. They'd have to cut out because of content. Because what they did is they they put stuff back in in order to make up for it. And they did they did this weird thing. Yeah. They called it the Godfather saga. Mm-hmm. And it was one and two, but they, they put it in order. Okay. They put it in that oh, chronological I that order, I've seen right? That. Yeah, they basically cut both the movies together. And and put them in yeah, the natural yeah. chronological order. And then on top of that, they added scenes that, that, that um, what's his name, Coppola had cut out uh-huh, uh-huh. in order to sort of bridge some of the things that they, they the networks had cut out. And some of the stuff they added is fucking great. So yeah. at the end of, of Godfather 1, as it appears in the Godfather saga... Mm-hmm. The ending of Godfather 1 is a flashback to Michael, still in the army, coming back. Sonny's still alive. Everyone's I've still alive. I've seen that scene. Yeah, and, back, and they start talking the about yeah, to yeah. him about this horrible decision he made to, to, to fight for his country above right. the family. Right, right, right. And, and he, you know. I remember that. Yeah, that's a, that is a good scene. There's a lot of great scenes like that. Which, and, and I think something like that was in the book as well. So here's the question. It's like maybe maybe I'm being a little hard on Coppola for these, uh, again, within the context of an amazing movie, these these sort of small failures I see. But I wonder if it's more of a, a, a question of editing. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, I think it definitely is a, a question of editing. And, and to that to that point, I'll take a little bit out of, Cop- out of Coppola's lap. Because Coppola wasn't Coppola when he did that movie. But yeah. he, he, he he did not have he did not he did not throw the he did not throw the weight around. That but he you're wrong could. about that, Tommy. Oh, oh you're no, wrong, no, Tommy. No, no. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Oh, I think Mr. you're wrong Thomas, about that. You're wrong because Coppola may not have had the clout, but he pulled the Louis C.K. Coppola just said, "You don't like it? Forget it. I walk. You don't like it? And you walk." He he just made demands to where they were just like, "Okay." They just sort of he, he that's kind of the legacy of Coppola mm. is that is that without having the clout. He managed to say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it this way, and if you don't like it, fine. I'm off the project." And they started caving to him. Like mm. for instance, they wanted, they wanted in the role of uh, uh, Michael, uh, the Paramount wanted um, Robert De Niro. I mean, um, Robert Redford. That would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Robert Redford as Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, dude, I don't know. It might have Ernest been Ernest Borgnine as well, uh, Don Corleone. Because their their idea was Look, that kid. that the general public knew of like the two yeah. Italys, right? right, northern Italians and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hey, I don't know. Maybe that would have been a great movie, but we only know it as this movie, right? And De Niro right. famously tried out for and failed for the part of of Michael. So, you know. Uh, What's my point? What is your point, Joseph? I, I'll tell you this much. We're just padding the length here, baby. Uh, maybe, but I'll tell you this much. <laughs> um, Godfather, going from book to movie, was a huge event. Like, the public expected this thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we had precedent, sir. We had precedent. A little movie called Lawrence of Arabia, which is four and a half hours long. Are you I telling me the he's seven- an English guy. Came to fight the Turkish. <laughs> Are you telling me people were excited about the seven pillars of, like, T.S.? Seven Pillars of Wisdom, probably. Uh, do you T, think people, it's T. Oh, sorry, T. Uh, <laughs> T, T yeah, sorry, T. Um, Lawrence. Lawrence. Do you think like the public was like clamoring for that? And yet, you see what I'm saying? No. Well, <laughs> no. Da- I, look, I, I'd like to, but David, not yet. David Lean was a somewhat famous director, <laughs> mm, but he right. still had, he had not done. It wasn't David Lean then. Yeah. He had not done uh, uh, Dr. Zhivago, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
the T.E. Lawrence thing is not like in the public consciousness of like licking our chops, but somehow they made a four and a half movie out of it because it was important to do so. Right. This is my crit- criticism of Coppola. I think he had the power to, to add an extra half hour on there. And I think his decision not to was, it was too short a movie. But I think he was, I think, I think he was, he, he had that kind of point. He, Took that liberty with number two, the, the the one that he didn't take with number one. Yep. So you're talking about epic movies, right? yeah, yeah. Turning it into the four hour thing, yeah. Well, okay, sure, maybe. Yeah, but but I guess I don't think he felt like he could. I think that would be the trick. No, but I, I, this is where I disagree with you because history tells us that he he was making these these uh, boss baby moves. Man, he was just telling people like I couldn't. Think also of, I couldn't need the expression. <laughs> but but that you couldn't. You know, they like you don't like it. I'll walk. You don't like it. I'll walk. So mm-hmm. so I feel like he did have. Of that power and he based on this is all based on an interview I recently heard with he and Terry Gross but but he had a he Terry Gross talking to you hello he uh, he had a lot of problems with the book which we acknowledge there are problems with the book yeah yeah for sure but that kind of became his excuse for cutting things out that I don't think were a problem hmm. like why didn't we get the original Johnny Fontaine in, in Vegas no 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 the um I can't pronounce Tom Hagen's role. Consigliere. Consigliere. Why didn't he take the original Consigliere? Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a word I just can't, I can't pronounce. Uh, can't get you it's okay, kids. Pronunciation. It's okay. That's what you got here. You got me here for that. It's yeah. okay. All right. So, so the, the Cleveland Consigliere. To me, those are like, there are some of the issues there. And, mm-hmm. and um, but because for instance, he spent tons of time with Michael in exile. And I'm not saying it's uninteresting, mm-hmm. but it's like Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah, all week, seven twenty-three. <laughs> it was explosive. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that, there's lots of time there, and it's like I don't mind the time he takes with Apollonia and the whole thing there. But mm-hmm. it's like, well, if you're willing to do that for a part that doesn't, nec- you're just being a painter now. You're just you're just sort of exploring your artistic, you know. Um, you know what's really interesting is the Apollonia part makes that part actually makes more sense in a sense in the in the book than it does in the movie. Like you have to, have, you almost have to have read the book, I think, to figure out what that did to Michael Corleone coming back. Like how that, how formative that whole thing. Well, was you mean her, for her, her assassin, her mistaken assassination. Yeah, yeah. That, that how, how that thing sort of forced, you know, forced that change, that 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 sort of change in his personality. That was such a big thing between. Because he him. was going to teach a woman to drive at a certain point. Uh, now, come on. Ugh. It's an offer I can refuse. And he was then he married. He was married. Ugh. Her boobies. Whoa. Oh, no, By the way, I find Apollonia remarkably plain. Plain. Yeah, I don't think she's a big deal. I don't get it. What's you know, the thunderbolt about Michael? I love in the loves in the eyes of the beholder, bro. I guess it is. I uh, guess it is. Loves in the uh, <laughs> in the eyes of the casting director. I guess it is. No. You want to talk about individual? For some reason, and I'm willing to do it if you want to. Godfather's a movie. I don't want to just recount the plot. It just you know. How about we talk about individual uh, actors in this? Individual individual actors and or characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the characters are, are kind of what make this in a lot of ways, right? There's Sonny and, and Sonny. Well, yeah. Well, let's just say we're talking about Sonny, really, pretty much, right? Right. Well, I only know James Conn as Sonny. I, if I watch him in Brian's song or anything else, I'm like, ah, oh, Sonny's in Brian's song. Um, <laughs> I'm strangely sensitive there. One thing that Coppola it's wanted to keep out of somebody. was was the fact that he had a huge wang, and in in the um, the book, that's the cause of Lucy's cavernous vagina, and presumably uh, Sonny's wife. As right. well, mm-hmm. and that's very important, even from the wedding on. That that Coppola 
inserted, Kukupala needed if you will. to believe that his actor playing Sonny had Sonny's wing. I guess that's it. <laughs> it's really strange. It's yeah. really weird when you think about it. So yeah. you're saying Coppola was method with somebody else's dick. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the rhythm method. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love Sonny's character. I, I here's a let me start with a weak spot here though. One one thing that always drives me nuts is when they're trying to figure out where Salasso and McCluskey are going to take Michael to uh-huh. the restaurant, and mm-hmm. old fish Abe Vigoda says, "Ah, it's you know Jack Dempsey's place or whatever." They have those toilets with the chain, all this sort of stuff. For no good reason at all. I don't want him coming out of there with just his I, dick I don't in understand that. It's just so he could say it. Uh, it's just so, just so we could be... Because every five minutes, there was something in the contract that said every five minutes, you had to be reminded that Sonny was an animal. <laughs> with a big dick. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. But to me, honestly, in all seriousness... It's just all it or whatever that a is. A much, know. much be- better decision that Coppola made in order to give a characterization of Sonny. Much, much better is when Salazzo calls and he's got Tom Hagen. Yeah. After and and there's this tiny move he makes. He's in the kitchen. He he, he shoes his wife Teresa off with the baby because he punches he her. It. Yeah, yeah. And he takes a pencil and he starts writing the the notes for it on the kitchen cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like that's such a great little that's move great little to move. show who he is. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for James Con. I I love James Con in so many different roles. But you're right. This is kind of. This is the one that's a the least like in a sense, just because of the red hair. Because he doesn't look Italian, like African at all. Yeah. But but at the same time, like he's just he's he's able to bring that anger and temper into it, which is uh, which is the whole reason for Sonny. Tell him not to lose that famous temper. Of oh, his. I won't. Not not yet. Uh, I'll, I'll hold off. Uh, yeah, Sonny's just magnificent. Yeah, it's and, great character. Love him. The whole thing well, where he beats up Carlo. Yeah. It's, oh. so, it's such an insane choreography. Yeah, somebody should have beaten Carlo up just for that outfit he was wearing. Like the Sherbert freaking yeah. major suit. Like somebody should have just walked up and started beating him for that. Speaking of, of great character, I think uh, that's on. one that's We're, underrated. Think, Carlo's think, great. Carlo's kind of, yeah, yeah. That actor does really well, too. Yeah. And you could see, because, again, it's more in the book than in the movie, but those two were, were friends. That's That was oh, that how right? he... That oh, was, oh, the characters, you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how... Uh, yeah, the so movie that's how Carlo, that's that. how, You're That's right. how Carlo met, uh, met, the, met the little girl, the little lady. Because in his the wife, book, it makes... The, it's, it's so much um, a, a greater switch when, when, when Sonny starts hating him. Right, right. In the movie, you just kind of like assume besties. he hates his brother-in-law. Right, because you kind of do anyways. Because you're kind of... You're, you're skewed to hate this guy, this character, a lot. In the movie, so yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But I think clean it up, guys. Right, be a murderer like your old man. <laughs> oh, it's so good that he pulls off his belt. Wow, yeah, ah, the good old days, Jesse. Uh, Tommy, okay. wow. you, wow, he just got canceled. Yeah, um, canceled. Uh, <laughs> the, one, the one character, I mean, you got to talk about this. And again, this is the, maybe the greatest actor in all of Hollywood history. Just based on the fact that the man was in five movies and like four of them won the Academy Award. Talking about Al Pacino? I think we're talking about John Caselli. Oh. <laughs> Fredo. You have such a hard offer. But if, the, I do. Of he's, such a, he's fucking tremendous. I think he's wonderful. I think. This is probably his least, probably uh, his least characteristic movie. Like you don't get a lot of him. Out of this, but he put, but but he's, oh, but he's nice. He's a nice. I, I think he's a nice. He's a good nice. He's a nice. He's he's a, he's a bigger, broader character in other movies. Godfather Two for sure. Well, okay, I guess what you're talking. Okay, <laughs> here's the issue. Yeah, what's the issue, Joe? Is that I guess it depends on who you're talking to because when you and I talk about John Casal, then mm-hmm. it's like yeah, maybe you could make that case. When the world talks about him. This is all they really know, and they know him in a cultural sense because the idea of someone being Chris Cuomo 
is is taunted uh, with catcalls of Fredo all the time. That's really, yeah, <laughs> that's great. You know, and it's like the idea <laughs> that you're Fredo, and and but even before that, that makes itself like it, it, it's vocalized later on in Godfather Two. But in Godfather One, I mean, dude, first of all, one of my favorite. I have to believe spontaneous acting moments is when uh, Vito's gunned down. Fredo comes out, he's gently <laughs> the gun, and then and then he's on the sidewalk, and he just grabs his head and goes, "Papa, Papa!" Yeah, like he doesn't know what the fuck to do yeah. with his displacement in this family. It's, and it's, then it's when an he's enormous head of his, then when he's there. leisure sitting it up with Mo Green oh. in Vegas, yeah. yeah da, 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 with, with a band for Michael and, and it's, it's banging a, banging the banging the waitresses oh, two That's part of they should that's where they should have put in the epic time right there. Is in the banging of like a cocktail. Fredo just play? disappearing into a woman's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> and then uh, I forget his name who played Bo Green, but uh, he's Alex. Uh, I forget his name, but Damn. he's been in everything from the Hot Rock to um, the Facts of Life. That's really? Nat- Natalie's father. Ooh, nice. Yep. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a, a weak actress or role. I thought Talia Shire was entirely forgettable. Like she could have been anybody. Yeah, she could really in this have been movie. anybody. Yeah, for sure. It helped that she was the you know, director's sister. But yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I, that's. I would agree with you on that. Like yeah. she, she could have been so many, uh, so many others. I was now. Here's my question, though. Yeah, uh, please, what's her name? Is Diane? Is it Diane Keaton? Is yeah. she? Is she a little? She feels a little miscast to me to no. a certain. She always kind of has. She always felt a little bit too Connecticut. It's funny. Well, that's the whole point. Well, no, I know that, but she's. But there's something aggressively about her in particular. They could have found. I thought they could have found somebody because 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 mm. in that sense, it never made sense that the two were together for me. Well, he went off. Well, in the books, you hear it again. He goes off to college in New Hampshire, and that's right. where he meets her. And it's obvious that he wants the young Michael wants a different world. Yeah, but why would this? Why would that New Hampshire woman stick with this guy or get back together with him when he comes back? The from same Italy? reason that- women stick with me, Tom. They like the bad boy. <laughs> hey, yo. very, you're very bad at being a boy, Josh. <laughs> that's right. You really are. Yes. <laughs> that's Shocking. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I I don't have a problem with that, and I think she's great. And, and this is a period of time when it's like I just saw for the first time I'd never seen played against Sam with she oh. and Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, and it's like my God, she's a sleeper in '73. Um, it, it's like she's going between this and Woody Allen movies at the time with effortlessly with mm. ease. She's she's actually sort of it's easy now when you see her in movies with like I don't know Jennifer Lopez or something to sort of dismiss her. But I think she was a hell of an actress in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with her casting here. All right. All By right. the way, Johnny Fontaine, the guy who played Johnny Fontaine, I forgot about twenty years ago. I I read an interview. Um, he claims that when he was um, a bellhop in a hotel that he bedded uh, Marilyn Monroe, who he claims mm. to have had the biggest bush he'd ever seen. Wow. Yeah, just a little trivia for you, folks. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know that. Well, you know what? I don't doubt it for a second either. Well, she's dead, so he can make the claim all he wants, well, I guess. Just, just enormous. Yep. <laughs> um, Pacino, I mean, again, even more 
than uh, Diane Keaton, who I think he had a thing with during this, the filming of this. I think so, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we're talking that. The Panic in Needle Park 71, Godfather 72, Serpico 73, Godfather 2 74, Dog Day Afternoon Dog Day 75. Afternoon. I still love that movie. <laughs> that's yeah, that's no, my favorite. That's I think I think Dog Day is probably my favorite Pacino movie. You're not dying, Sonny. You're killing everyone <laughs> around you. Goddamn great movie. It's no cruising, but... Well, well, what is in this workaday world? Uh, 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 I don't know the actors' names. That's the problem. Ava Goda, I mean, obviously, is Tessia. Uh, um, I think Ava Goda is one of those few people. You're like his documentary about cleaning out his drain. Would I would watch that? It's just something. There's something immensely watchable and lovable about Ava. Oh Goda. yeah, I mean the thing with Ava Goda is, is is you would you would think there's some CGI. Like how do they put the 2012 Ava Goda in this 1972 movie? And it's like he just <laughs> never <laughs> didn't look eight. I think when he was 20, he was one of those guys. Where you should, you've seen those guys with the, and granted, this is approaching rapidly, yeah. where you could see the tuft of hair coming out of their ear. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Approaching. Okay. I guess because people can't see us. Yeah. It's approaching. Along. Um, Soon they'll be able to see it through the microphone here. That's right. So, um, oh, what about Marlon? Come on, Jesus! You could old Brando. What, what, what could you say about? What's to, what's to say about Marlon Brando? You mentioned when we were watching this, and I, I can't couldn't agree with you more. The the brilliant decision to have kind of the shot over his shoulder for a while while the uh, the Undertaker's talking to him at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, this right. great opening. I could talk about that. Like, because that's, that's talk about that's, it. that's my theory. Is there there are some movies that basically. Take the opening scene to tell you everything you need to know about what's going to happen in that movie. Yeah. There's this, I, I honestly say that this is one of the perfect movies, this, the, the perfect openings to a movie yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, And there's a lot of different ways you could do it because so, so this kind of exposition would normally be handled in a clumsy way through a voiceover or something mm-hmm. like that. But what you're doing is you're looking straight down the barrel of this one guy's reality yep. as he's telling you where he's coming from. He's caught between these two different worlds, you know, the world of the of being a good American and also being an old school, like an Italian from the old world. And what and what yep. those, those the, the clashes and the way that those two things don't necessarily come together. And like I said, I think it's just it's just like a nearly perfect opening to a movie it tells you everything you need to know about what's going to happen next yeah in the movie so that i just i love that and visually it's beautifully put together it starts off with sort of you know the the uh, the shadows in his eyes and it sort of pulls back back be back stop right there stop right there what i just wanted us to end on a suspended a sentence (laughs) go ahead Sorry. So worthwhile. It was amazing, dude. Here, let me get you. Let me pull a five dollar bill out of my pocket. Tommy, you stood there like a fool. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Suspended no, You know what you know what he's doing? He's smiling at me. He's smiling <laughs> at me, people. <laughs> Fuck Joe. <laughs> wonderful. Did you like the way the tire screeched? Did you like that? <laughs> Our next good. movie, we're going to be doing Blowout. So. Um, okay, so okay. Uh, continue, Tom. I apologize. I apologize. No, it's just, it's just, it, like I said, it's, I think it's there's something it's so beautiful the way that movie opens. That, 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 for me, that's like, that. That's you, I would show somebody this movie just to show them that open. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fa- fabulous to me. So, um, I think Duvall as Tom Hagen is, is one of those things where it's like, it's very easy to underappreciate it's said too often like oh he acted by not acting or like minimalism Uh, and it's usually bullshit but in this case it's like he just does the perfect job of just being sort of low a little below the radar Mm -hmm. he's the perfect foil for Sonny obviously yeah 
Um, so when he has these moments, like when he has to tell um, Vito about Sonny at the toll booth, when he does get a little emotional, it really pops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that because he's supposed to be that, right? You know, he's this, he's the intellectual foil to the, uh, to yeah. the crazy emotionality of an Italian oh, affair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we're making fun of it, but that's kind of true. That's yeah, kind of yeah, his yeah, purpose yeah. in this sure. show. So the fact that he's a kraut mick. Yep. <clears throat> and he's and he's just the voice of reason. When everybody else is flipping out, he's the guy who doesn't. So he has to underplay it. So like when Waltz is losing his shit, yeah. he's like, very nice to meet you. I will yeah. be back. Like, yeah, we'll talk. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somehow I made that Italian. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something. Here's a uh, going back. So, to, so Duvall, I love him. He, pl- he underplays really, really beautifully. And then he could overact really, really beautifully. He's kind of got a great range. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, I think he and Gene Hackman are like underappreciated. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the here's a character from the book that I felt like, oh, there's such a backstory. I don't know how you could have done it. Uh, 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 whatever your name is, I forgot the director's name. Coppola. Coppola. I don't know how you could have done it, but the fucking backstory for Luca Brasi in the book is so fucking vicious, and you yeah. really don't get that in the film. No, you no, get that this wonderful not, scene. Yeah. yeah. With he and Salazzo, the death of Brazzi, but but uh, oh yeah, you know yeah. The backstory on him is uh, yeah, you're right. That is probably the big. That's probably the biggest weakness. Translation from book to movie, right there, right there. Yeah, it's because because in in the book he's a, he's a he's just a lunatic. This guy is this guy is a killing machine. Yeah. that Vito Corleone happens to have made friends with. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, this, he's the guy. He when when he needs somebody when he needs something done, he unleashes Luca Brazzi. That's his that's his right. That's his good right hand. So it doesn't come across as powerfully in the movie as it did in the book when Luca Brazzi gets taken out, yeah. which was, you know, at that point considered like a non, like a non-starter. Yeah. <laughs> no way to kill this man. Well, it turns out that's not so true. Right. Right. And so, it, so, it, so, um, there's not, it's not quite the accomplishment that it is in the book, but yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But on the other hand, like his death has facilitated one of the stupidest great lines from any movie ever. Yeah. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Is that a stupid line? It's come on. Why did you do, why did you just write that on a piece of paper and say No, that? I just assumed that was a real thing. That's that probably isn't. I t- what do you mean? Why how would that be a real thing? What would somebody said like a load of carp to somebody else's? I house? just assumed that Italians, not just mafia people, but Italians in general. When somebody know. died, that's how they announced it. Nothing nothing like a You got like a, a Kevlar vest with a salmon in it. <laughs> oh my salmon. god, Uncle <laughs> Uncle George died. It's not even smoke. What kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> Well, one of the things about, you know, those lines is you and I growing up, uh, you know, under the tutelage of, of Finley number one, mm-hmm. uh, easily replaced all uh, genuine talk with movie lines. You know? oh, yeah. But I think America does that with The Godfather. There's a lot of like uh, little things yeah. that you just say. It becomes part of the, the lexicon in a yeah. way. You know, I, for the, I swear to God, this movie for, I want to say for well, up until very recently, has made me a lifelong, a lifelong curious about cannoli. I've never had one before. I had one That's a couple, surprising. I to had me. one a couple of weeks ago. You've never had a cannoli before. I didn't like it. It wasn't that great. Well, I guess maybe if you I didn't wait have a good one. Fifty to have a cannoli. Maybe yeah, and if, that's you go, the if you go to Fresno, if you get one from a, from a no, but honestly, they're even. I think they're delicious, but I know what you mean. Maybe I just the expectations it, uh, too. It's high. just one of those things where, like, you know, how go, did you how did you reach this age? I don't know because I like tiramisu. I already knew I liked it. You know, what is it you like? Tiramisu. Huh. So in any you know any given dessert option, I would I would always opt for other things. I guess I wasn't sufficiently curious to sort of break out of my my, my norm, but I did try it not too long ago. So you're you're just not a big fan. 
I just didn't like. I, here's the thing: is, is I had the one, so I have no idea if it so was you'd, any good. you'd say uh, I had the one. It was a prepackaged one from a local Italian deli in Fresno, so I don't know. So you'd say cannoli? Oh, you won't see him no more. I might say that yes, something very, like that. Very frequently, I mean, <laughs> yes, Johnson. Oh, you would take the gun and leave the cannoli. Actually, I should have gone with that one. Eat the eat the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got something a, it's I've got actually wished for you cream in it. So you need to go. Well, uh, Joe. Yeah. All right. So I guess what's left? I mean, um, uh, the the fucking soundtrack is of course amazing. Oh yeah. What? It says any Maricone? Who did that? Are you calling me a Maricone? I don't care for that. <laughs> <Michael>, yeah. <laughs> no, who, uh, who's the um, who's the uh, the music writer? I just assume Guy. it's always John Williams. It's not John Williams. That wasn't John Williams. No, I know hmm. that. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. We are well out of the boundaries of what we know what the fuck we're talking about. So Doesn't matter. I mean, this film is just... Back it up, back it in. And then we just never talked about Marlon Brando, which is perfect. Let's just end it that way. Like, <laughs> isn't, isn't he over-talked? Isn't he a little over-talked? I think his decision to... to um, uh, put a couple of cannoli in his, in his cheeks... No, I was going to say to put the orange slice in his mouth. I thought that was such a great scene. And I was the this, kid, he dies, and then the kid picks up an insecticide and sprays him with it. What a great... Up his nostril. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that's one of the things that he kind of brought to... So, so look at the hurts. I, I think that was one of the things that made him such a pain in the ass, is he eventually became that guy who was like the, the guy who was searching for the Herzog perfect, perfect moment. That thing is sort of outside of the uh, outside yeah. of whatever the script, like the, the, like those little accidents that make something even better, you know. So like the, I think the, I think you're absolutely right about the orange. I would say the same thing, like the famous opening scene with the cat. Like that wasn't in any script. He just grabbed a cat just, and went on set and did that fucking thing. That's so fucking. And well it's such a great little too. moment too. He probably yeah, had his writer. I want a bunch of cats in case I need to. <laughs> I feel honestly, I and feel. Then, like, and then he loved that kitty. This is. A, I don't know what prompted this, but I feel like we talked about this before too on a, on a different episode. Damn. Damn it, I wish I'd saved it, but I'm going to ask it again anyway because I don't remember how the conversation went. And it's this: when Brando, when Brando and uh, du- and Duvall, Michael is in exile. All right. So, you know the question I'm going to ask? I know that one. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Sonny's been shot. Yeah. He meets with the families. The family. Kansas City. Thank you. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, but Sonny. They're writing back, and he asks, "I didn't know until this moment that it was." What is it that tipped that off? How did he know at the what? What what happened in that room that made him think I didn't know at this moment? The Bartini, right? I think ultimately, first off, I don't fucking know. But if I was going to take a guess, I'd say that Bartini was taking a a sort of a a role all out of proportion to what he would normally have done had he not been the person behind it. Yeah, Mm. yeah, he was because he's kind of feeding lines. But at the and other sort of bringing it back to the point of what let me was, push back a what, what, what they wanted. He's the only one who shows up at the wedding. Yeah, because he's got balls too. That's the other part of it. Uh, he's, got, he's got much bigger balls than all the other guys at the table. So that's that that probably is probably probably an indicator right there. I see. Even the to me in my like I didn't I never put this together until this this moment. But when he okay. says. Uh, Tataya is ah, a pimp. I hearken back to that room where Tataya, with almost no hair, pulls out a comb and starts combing the little bits of hair he has left. It's just a brilliant move on Coppola's. Yeah. It's just little, little foreshadowing. I'm sure, I'm sure it's, about very, it's, it's about very funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
Follically right, challenged forever to be beaten upon. You're not challenged, Tom. You're, you're in the same way that that um, <laughs> a paraplegic <laughs> is athletically challenged. That's how you're follicularly challenged. Oh, right. well, well played, Joseph. I... Cancel culture. Let me give you his phone. <laughs> Suspended a sentence. All right, anything else about this great movie? Um, I mean, it's still four to four. <laughs> in fact, we're sitting here. Yeah, what are we going to do? It's I four to four. To, yeah, who's gonna, what, what are we going to say besides go what? If you haven't watched this movie, kind oh, of fucking cool. Of course, of course. But I don't think we're being weirdos <coughs> by saying it's an opportunity to talk about a little small flaws, you see. And it's like the exception's proving the rule. Nah. Nah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I think it maybe does. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know that I've had enough coffee for me to be able to say that yes. Or mm-hmm. right. All right. Okay. That's it. All right. I love this movie. Yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest. It literally is one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a great top 10 movies of all time. Top 10 of all time. That's such a hard thing to say, man. There's of so all many, time? All time. I don't know that it cracks my my top 10 in terms of pleasure I get or my favorites. I don't know. It may. Yeah. But but yeah. I'm just talking about the, the, the big world list of top. You know, the one that you yeah. put Citizen Kane on or whatever. Yeah, I would say that I see where you're coming from on that. I just worry about that because so many so many movies I've watched just because of this mm-hmm. put them on my top ten as well. Like in movies I just never had a chance, like Tokyo Story and things like that. Like just things that were just completely off my radar. Where this one was on my radar immediately. When I was younger, you know, this this has been on my radar forever. So, I mean, let's also talk about but before we leave. I guess Coppola, he's not a one trick pony. He's not a two trick pony even. But what the hell happened to that guy? I, you know, I think I think uh, you know I think uh, people have uh, some pe- a, a lot of pe- a lot of creators, a lot mm-hmm. of creative people yeah. have five stories to tell tops. Most of them do, in fact. Yeah, oh, but that's... and then they, and then they put out crap. And and, and to Coppola's credit, I think he stopped directing movies and just went into production. I think that that that, that has sort of saved a little bit of his legacy. But yeah, you know, I guess I get maybe he also saw a lot of legacy in his daughter. Who who? I mean, look, mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola has done more than I will ever do in my life. But yeah. it's kind of a drop off from her father. I'm going to say really. Oh, Lost in Translation, I liked it. I thought that was a pretty good movie. I mean, That's in the fucking pantheon of the Godfathers? I don't know. It's not signing that. Yeah. Man. But then, it's, 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 so what about Hook? I mean, come on, go fuck yourself. Oh, was that? Did he direct That's, that? Yeah. No, he didn't. Pretty sure Spielberg he did. Spielberg directed that. Ah, whatever. Same people. Anyway. <laughs> so my, point, my point is, is I mean, Coppola, I mean, Coppola had... Uh, you you, you Coppola, were talking like a fool. Yeah, yeah Coppola had... Uh, what? Uh, he had uh, my, maybe one of my top five favorite movies of all time is The Conversation. I think that's... That's right, but that's it's all right in that area. That's right. what I'm It's saying. all in the same time period. He had this incredibly creative time period. Yeah. And then I think he just didn't... I think he just ran out of it. I think, you know... He, he lost the eye of the tiger. He left the streets. It wasn't. It's was <laughs> really funny watching him and then go look at Scorsese. Like, now that's that's amazing. Scorsese is is. I think you, you have a genius, and he puts out his he puts out his create his his creations. And when when it's done, he's kind of done. Like he's he never puts that puts that out again. Scorsese is the freak of nature. He's the guy who's who has consistently put out over the decades. May I tremendous positive theory, Tom, and not and a lot of not great ones as well. But yeah. the great ones have made up for that fact. Coppola was just never able to. I'm do theory. great later on in his career. Here's what here's what Scorsese did. He became super super involved as a curator. For instance, he has that whole project with with restoring like mm-hmm. 460 films. Mm-hmm. He's involved, 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 and I think that Coppola's not. 
And maybe that's the lifeblood. Maybe. Yeah. And then you wonder. Because Coppola's like, I don't know, he's just it's living, living off the coast of Argentina. No, he lives in the Bay Area. He makes wine. Yeah, he's got the Coppola his, building. You know, the Zetrope studio. Yeah. Maybe he's just getting more out of the wine. Maybe he's just getting more out of life than Scorsese. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, know, like Scorsese, you think Scorsese on like on a good weekend treats himself to like a new brand of cigarettes or something like that. Like this, whereas Coppola, you, yeah, he's got extra hookers for this weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm I, think, I think he's getting a little more out of life that in that sense rather than the creative side. Yeah, maybe. It's it's all possible. It's all possible. <laughs> it's all, possible. all right. Okay. <laughs> well I think let's we should talk about uh, 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 something else. We should definitely we all should right, definitely buddy. do that. All right, man. Love you. Love you too, man. Ciao.